This week marks my two-year anniversary from being a full-time musician to becoming a full-time web designer. It was a great decision, and I'm so happy that I made it. But it was a tough decision to come to. It took a lot of thought. It took a lot of intentionality. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the process that I went through, and hopefully it can help some of you who are thinking about changing up your careers as well. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self Made Web Designer Podcast. So glad that you are here with me again. It was a great week, and we are going to have another great episode. We're talking about career change, something that I am familiar with. It's estimated that over the course of your adult career, you're going to have about 12 different jobs. And that's pretty crazy thinking that most of us are sold this idea that when we graduate from high school, we need to have a really good idea of what we're going to be when we grow up because we're about to have to pick a major that is supposedly going to set us on a career path for the rest of our lives. Well, ha! I'm here to come against that mindset and that train of thought. You should look at your career as something that is a little bit more flexible than that. I'm in my late 30s and I still feel like I'm just getting started with my web design career. So if you're listening to this, if you've been pondering whether or not it's the right time or you've been asking yourself the question of maybe it's time to consider a different career path, then this episode is for you. And even if you haven't, it's always a good process to question where you're at and to consider whether or not it's the best place for you to be in. So whether you're happier in your career or whether you're thinking about making a change, this is going to be a great episode for you. I'm going to tell you all about my experience and the things that I learned along the way. Are you ready? Let's go. So a little precursor for those of you who are maybe a little bit new to the podcast. Hi, my name is Chris. I'd like to apply to be your best friend. Okay, maybe not that. But I was, for a long time, the equivalent of a full-time musician. I worked at a church as a worship pastor for about 13 years. And before that, I was working in churches in some other form or fashion. Maybe not the worship pastor, but it was all in ministry. And it wasn't until about six or seven years ago that I started kind of dipping my toes into web design and into graphic design, marketing design front-end development, all that kind of stuff. I ended up amping up that skill set in my life and actually did that as a side hustle for about four years. So, but then two years ago, I decided it was time to make the switch and go ahead and become a full-time web designer. And that's what I've been doing, and it's been fantastic. So there's the backstory. And let's talk a little bit about some of the decision-making and what I've learned from this, because it wasn't an easy decision to make. It's not like I was super unhappy at the job that I was in. It's not like I hated the people that I was working for. It's not even like I didn't truly love the mission of what I was a part of. No, this was a passion job for me. I was passionate about it. In the course of about a month of me trying to figure out what I was going to do, I changed my mind more than a dozen times. I'm not kidding. It was nuts. I was back and forth and I drove my wife crazy, but I ultimately ended up 
deciding to go ahead and go for a full-time career in web design and change things around for me. And one of the things that helped me the most was I tried to look at my career as if I were a scientist. And I know some of you probably don't have good relationships with the idea of being a scientist because we're creative folks, right? You know, we're the people who like to draw or we like to design or we like to come up with something pretty. And so scientific stuff just kind of takes all the emotion and the heart out of it sometimes. But I'm telling you, it's a good idea to take a step back from the emotion of your career and from the path that you've been going down so you can figure out whether or not this is a good decision for you. There's a great book by a guy named Adam Grant that I've just recently finished up called Think Again. And he talks about this issue of identity foreclosure. And this is something that we are all susceptible to. Identity foreclosure is this idea that you think of who you are in this really tiny little box, and as time progresses, you refuse to change your mind about that. Even if your desires change, even if your outlook on life changes, you think, I said I was going to be a whatever, fill in the blank, a doctor, a teacher, a lawyer, or whatever, and so that's what I am sticking with. And that can be somewhat detrimental to you as a person with your emotional health. You got to take a second and think again to maybe give it a second thought about what you really want out of life, what you really want out of a career and whether or not what you're currently doing is going to meet that for you. So there's three areas that I think it's important to kind of think like a scientist as. The first one is the practical. The second is the personal. And then finally, the emotional, the practical side of your career is the nuts and the bolts of it all, okay? It's all about how much money you're making. It's all about how much time you need to spend per week to do a good job in the career that you're in. It's the real fundamental ideas. So if you are hoping to make above six figures, I wouldn't necessarily go for a job in social work. Social work is great, and I love social workers, and, and they're fantastic, and they're very sacrificial, and thank God that we have them. But their salaries cap at a pretty low range, and so you're likely never going to make above six figures as a social worker. So if that's something that is important to you, or if that's something that you need practically, let's say you have a big family and you have a lot of expenses, you're going to want to look at what the career is and how much the salary fluctuation is in that specific job. The other thing you want to look at is how much time you need to be able to devote to that type of career. If you go into anything that is like medicine-based, prepare to spend a lot of time and effort after hours. And so if you're looking for the type of job or the type of career that you can have a really big demanding family life at the same time, then you're going to want to make sure that you're looking at a career or maybe even a specific job or company that will fit that requirement. The second one is the personal. And here's where we get into the nitty gritty of who you are. We're talking about your likes and dislikes. We're talking about the skills that you have or don't have. Maybe your affinity to be more or less good at a specific subject. If you hate writing, 
don't go into copywriting, right? If you hate writing and you're a web designer, don't tell your clients you can help them out with copywriting. That's just gonna suck the life out of you. And this takes knowing yourself a little bit. It takes you having a good idea of the things that you like to do and don't like to do, the things that you're good at and the things that you're not so good at. And this is where it might be a good idea to kind of phone a friend where you reach out to somebody that knows you really well and you ask them to speak into you. Hey, what do you see me doing that makes me really come alive? What type of projects do you feel like I thrive in? When do you think I am most happiest? That's the kind of questions that you need to be asking yourself for whether or not the career that you're about to work in is going to meet your own personal needs. And finally, the emotional factor. And this is where we're talking about the level of anxiety and stress, the level of emotional drama that you like to be involved in. So if you're a stockbroker, you've gotta have a certain affinity for a high level of stress and anxiety. And we're, we're talking about putting money on the line on different things that you could see that money disappear in a matter of hours. And if that makes your stomach curdle a little bit, then that type of career is probably not for you. Then there's the other side of it where it's how much emotion do you want to invest in the career and the company and the job that you're about to step into into. And this is where you look out how missionally minded you are. If you're looking for a job that is trying to change the face of the earth as we know it, then you might want to have a little bit of that emotional fire within you where you feel like your job has to fulfill a purpose in you to see change in the society and the world around us. On the other side of things, if you're looking for more of a lifestyle career or company or job, you're looking for something that is going to help you pay your bills, but you find purpose outside of the job that you work in. You find it in your family, you find it in the volunteers activities that you're a part of, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the work that you do when you're clocking in and clocking out. And none of those two extremes are good or bad. It's all about you and where you thrive emotionally. If you're looking for something that isn't going to take a lot of emotional toll on you, I wouldn't suggest getting into careers that are going to require that from you. Because no matter how much you like the work that you're doing, if it's asking more from you emotionally than what you are able to offer, you are eventually going to be burnt out and you're not going to love what you do. So consider those three things, the practical, the personal, and the emotional. Look at them as if you were a scientist. What I like to do is think, if I were telling myself, giving myself advice, what would I say? And that takes some of the emotion out of it. It takes some of the second guessing out of it, and it allows you to think a little bit more clearly about it. But the truth is, no matter how much you do a thought experiment about what type of career you might enjoy in this next season of your life, you're never really going to know what it is you love unless you try it. And that's what brings me to my next point. It's important to try before 
you buy. These decisions, they don't have to be an all or nothing situation. But for some reason, we get it in our heads like we have this idea of do I keep going in a job I hate or do I quit, sell everything I own and hope I find a job in a completely unrelated field in a few weeks. Now, that's just too much drama for me. Let's scale it back a little bit. When I started as a web designer, I didn't really have an option to quit my full-time career and just go for web design. After all, I didn't know if I'd be good at it. I didn't know if I was going to like it. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make enough money from it. So I had to test the waters. I want to encourage you to do the same. If you're thinking about making a career change, if you're thinking about getting into web design or building a web design agency, don't sell everything you have and go for it. Try a few clients out, try a few projects, sign up for a few courses and see how they agree with you. You'll be able to tell pretty quickly whether or not this is something you could see yourself doing long term. I always encourage people when they're trying to figure out whether or not they want to get into web design to start doing it in your spare time. That way you're actually getting paid to build a portfolio and to learn. And then after you've got some progress underneath your feet, you can make the decision whether or not you are going to go all the way. Number three, it doesn't necessarily have to be forever. For some reason, we've got this mindset that whatever career we choose today will be the career that we're stuck with for the rest of our lives. Even the idea that you've got to stay around at a job or a company or a career that you hate for two or three years or else it looks bad on your resume, it's not necessarily true anymore. When I was making the decision to become a full-time web designer, I actually really, really struggled with this idea. Thankfully, my boss from my previous career actually helped me navigate through this. And when I was just kind of open and honest and shared, I was afraid of leaving where I had worked for more than 13 years at that point in time and was unsure about my decision, he reminded me that decisions don't have to be final. And this might just be this next season of your life. And there's always a chance to come back and do this again. So you've got to make sure that you don't think of this as some final step into the great unknown. And if you don't make it work, then you're going to die and that'll be it for you. No, nothing in life is ever that dramatic, right? Like you could do this for a little bit. You could do this for two years and go, you know what? It's not what I thought it would be. I'm going to go back to doing what I once was doing, or I'm going to try another route. But this is why it is so important not to burn bridges on your way out because you never know what might come back to haunt you from leaving another job poorly. So don't leave your office with your middle finger up in the air, screaming at everybody, telling them how much you hated working there. No, that's not a good idea. Instead, leave cordially, leave with your relationships intact because you might come back around again. Number four, you don't need to go back to school to change careers. 
And this will probably be my most controversial point because I've actually been argued with quite a bit on whether or not you should go back to school for web design and web development. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you probably know that I am a fan of being self-taught. I mean, heck, it's even in the name of the podcast, self-made, all right? You knew what you were getting into. I tried to warn you. I have a friend that actually learned development from YouTube, right? He didn't take any courses. He didn't pay for college classes. He just searched the heck out of YouTube. And now he is a full stack developer at a nationwide, may I say worldwide company, all from his education from YouTube. Getting a job as a web designer or web developer or most careers, in fact, has much more to do with your portfolio and your soft skills than it does with the degree that you get. I got a degree in business management, and I'm glad that I got it. But I haven't had a job as an adult that actually required my degree or really any degree at all. There are so many alternatives to traditional education these days. Anything that you want to learn is literally at your fingertips, whether it's free courses online, and there's plenty of those when it comes to web development and design, or even part-time online web design boot camps. All of those are available to try this thing out and to garner a few skills before you go and spend $50,000 on another education. So don't have this false idea that you've got to go back to school to make this thing happen. I want to take a second and tell you about a free course that I have available at selfmadewebdesigner.com. Over 1,000 people have been through this course, and I am talking about the Web Designer Starter Kit course. I map out in four videos that you get through email all the steps that I took to get to where I am as a web designer. And I went from knowing absolutely nothing. I, I was clueless to in two years, doubling my income with a freelance web design side hustle. I made this because I know you can be successful doing the same thing. And the Web Designer Starter Kit course is the first step for you on your journey to being a successful, thriving freelance web designer or having a full-time career. So I can't wait for you to check it out. Go to selfmadewebdesigner.com and sign up today. Number five, when you're considering changing careers, it's really good to have a few backup plans. When I started applying for positions, I honestly had no clue if anyone would even want me. And I had certain salary expectations that I couldn't budge on because of my family. I was providing for them and myself. And so I needed a certain range. So going into the job search, I had a few pathways lined out that were kind of the best or worst case scenarios. The best case was I find the job of my dreams. The worst case was I ramp up my own web design freelancing and I go full time for it. If nobody wanted me, I was confident that I could find enough work 
to make a decent income on my own. But thankfully, the absolute best case scenario happened, and I work for a company that I absolutely love. But if you're in the same position, it doesn't hurt to have a safety net. It doesn't even hurt to do it in stages. So for instance, you could go part-time in your old career for a little bit of time and go full-time in your new career. So you're kind of flipping the switch on the side hustle. The full-time becomes the side hustle and the side hustle becomes the full-time. And if your company allows you to do that, that's a great opportunity to kind of see if this thing is going to work out. Or you could find another job that will help support you, maybe if it's with benefits or some other type of thing that you can enjoy from a career that isn't as demanding so that you can kind of ramp up that area of your life. But whatever it is, you've got to remember, you've got options in all of this. It's not like if you don't find the best, most amazing, high-paying web development or web design job in the first month of you looking, then it wasn't meant to be. No, you need to go back to the drawing board and you need to see what's happening. Why isn't this working out the way that I thought it would? Maybe I need to learn some new skills, whether that's in the hard skills of web design or web development. Maybe I need to get better at my soft skills. So I need to make my resume look a little bit better. I need to work on interacting with people a little bit better. But don't take resistance as the sign that this wasn't meant to be. Just take it as feedback into what you need to change to move forward. Number six, tell everyone that you know that you are looking at changing careers, that you're looking for new positions. At the end of the day, resumes won't get you jobs. Relationships will. There's a book by someone named Ken Coleman called The Proximity Principle. And in it, he outlines how important it is to get in the proximity of the people you're hoping to get a position from. So when I first started looking for a job as a web designer, I told absolutely everyone. And then I asked everyone to tell everyone. So you know what happened? I got connected with some great people that got me job interviews, right? Just because they knew me, just because we had relationships, just because we had history. And I wasn't some person coming off the street saying, hey, I'm actually a great guy and you should hire me. It will always go better if people know that you are looking for a new job or position or career than if you keep it secret and just try to figure out how to do it on your own. Another thing that I did was I would find open positions and I would try to brainstorm who I might know that would be connected to that position. So if I knew somebody that worked for that company, I would reach out to him and say, hey, this position is open. Do you know anything about it? And from there, a conversation would develop and either the person would feel comfortable referring me to whoever the hiring manager was or they wouldn't. And then I would move on and go to the next position. But the bottom line is pull on your network, pull on the people that you know when you're looking to change your careers or job. Number seven, you've got to approach a career change humbly. This is a hard truth, but it's something that is really good to understand before you change careers. No matter how much experience you have in an old career, it's not going to carry over to the new career. 
And this is tough because it might seem like people who are much younger than you in this career field are much farther along. And this is true for me. It happens all the time. I see somebody who's doing amazing things in web design and I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, they just graduated high school. But you know what? That's okay. And it's actually good. It keeps me humble as a web designer and forces me to take insight from people that I might not have taken insight from just because of my own pride. I like to look at it this way. Wouldn't you rather be a junior in a position doing something that makes you feel excited about getting up and going to work every day rather than being a vice president in a career that is driving you to become an alcoholic. And I can tell you for sure, I'd rather be in a junior position doing what I love, working my way up and learning as much as I can along the way. You have to look at this as the long haul journey. You're not hoping to change careers and become a manager in only a matter of a few months. This is going to take some time. And you know what? That's okay. You should be proud that you're taking a risk and trying to find something that is more in line with who you are. And finally, number eight, you've got to realize that it's going to be scary. When you've done everything that you can to curb the amount of risk you're taking before changing careers to something like web design or web development, the truth is it's still going to be scary. But what life change isn't scary? Me and my family just recently had our first baby boy. And that's super exciting. And people always ask me, like, don't you just love it? Isn't it great? Weren't you just so thrilled when you found out you were having a baby again in your late 30s and you were having a boy when you've only ever had girls? And sure, I, I was excited. But at the same time, I was freaked out. This was something that was full of joy and full of fear. And so will changing careers be. But having fear isn't necessarily a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. It just means that you're normal. Use that fear to make sure that you're making a wise decision. You're bringing other people in to help you process. Don't let fear stop you from taking a risk and potentially having a better career and a more fulfilled life. At the end of the day, our careers don't define us. They don't make or break our happiness or determine how fulfilled we are in life, but they can be a huge source of joy or of pain in our lives. So if you've been wondering, if you've been kicking the tires, if you've been asking yourself questions about whether or not it's the right time to change, I wanna encourage you, it is never too late to just go for it. I did when I was 36 years old and you're probably a lot younger than I am. And if you're not, it doesn't matter. You've got a lot of time ahead of you. And even if you don't, why not spend that time trying to figure out something that will make you more fulfilled in your career? I hope this episode encouraged you and I hope you stick around with me next week because the episode is going to be awesome. We've got some awesome guests coming up later this month that I'm so excited to share with you about, but I can't just yet. So you're going to have to stay on the hook. I hope you have a great week and I hope you're up with me next Wednesday night when the episode drops at midnight. And don't forget, if you don't quit, you 